Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 32. The big old 32. Yeah. That's right. Which apparently, okay, so Courtney said that like 32 is going to be a big one because at that point you've been an adult for half your life. Ooh. Right? I'm 33, so that means I'm over half my life? Uh... That what? sucks. No, 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 no. not oh, over. Oh man, I'm having, like, I'm having like an identity crisis. But right you've now. been, you've been an adult since about 16. You're like, I'm an adult. I can drive and stuff. For and sure. And then after that, you know, you're doing adult things. I guess. We're yeah, we're sitting here talking about video games in front of a camera. Adult things. Adult, yeah. Adult things. Adult things very much in quotes. Right. So we're gonna go ahead and start off with all the games that came out for backwards compatibility. Backwards via Major Nelson and Kotaku and. And those, those get buried, and so if you hear something that you're like, yeah, that game, then this is how you find out about them, because otherwise they get buried in the backwards compatibility list. So if you played Garou? 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 Garou. Garou. Mark of the Wolves, Sonic the Fighters, Sonic the Fight, that's a terrible name, and Duke Nukem Manhattan Project, uh, those are now available on Xbox One, and then Doom 3 and Monaco also came out. Uh, backwards compatibility, and that's that's a whole fun thing. Yeah, it it, it, it it strikes me as though that like Doom Three might even be something that's like I, I don't know. I mean, again, this is all conjecture, but like it, it could be one of those games that they bundle with Doom on the Xbox One because Microsoft really loves to do that. It's like they make they make the previous titles in a franchise backwards compatible. Ironically, right at the time that the new one launches, like yeah. Fallout Four, all of a sudden Fallout that? Fallout Three is backwards compatible, and you yeah. get it when you buy the game. And Dark Souls Three and Dark Souls and Dark, One. Yeah, if you got yeah. the, if you got the day one edition of uh, Dark Souls Three, Dark Souls One uh, was backwards compatible it, as well. It's a marketing thing, but I appreciate that. Oh, it's, no, because, it's great because I mean, they're it's really fun. Even if you're not going to play the game, it's fun to see kind of where the series came from. Because like Dark Souls Three is so great. Like it's, it's, it's so pretty but like uh, it is it is fun to go back to, to Dark Souls 1 and just kind of see okay this is the original Firelink right. Shrine this is this is how all this looked before and and you can you can kind of see I mean it, for, from my perspective like I, I, I've played Bloodborne I've never played any of the Souls series uh, but I, I got a digital copy uh, of, of uh, Dark Souls 3 with the uh, Dark Souls 1 so yeah I may play Dark Souls 1 first, because from what I understand, uh, Dark Souls 2 was not made by the same director. It very much was in the same vein, but yeah. it was much more linear, and Dark Souls 1 and 3 are both very open, kind of exploration, come back, yeah. circle back around. So, I may play Dark Souls 1 first, but I'm probably just going to jump into Dark Souls 3 and stream it. I don't know, I might stream it on Twitch, if you guys want to watch me on Twitch, Redbeard it. underscore TV, and just I'll just die a whole bunch. Uh, but I may do that. I don't know. It sounds like fun. Well, it's, it's, it's really fun. And I, I promise to talk about Dark Souls for no more than <laughs> 30 minutes on this episode. Yes. Um, okay, for me, as someone who, who, has, who has kind of played these, played these games for, for quite some time, it's really, it's really entertaining to, to kind of see somebody else discover and explore it. Uh, Cameron is also starting with Dark Souls 3, and that's, that's his first Souls game. Um, I don't think he played Bloodborne, and so yeah. so it'll it'll be really fun to just just kind of see how that how that plays out, and like it gives you everything you need, but it 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 does have a very different approach to a lot of games. And For it's, sure, it's 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 really fun to watch and discover that with somebody because like I'm never gonna get to play my first Souls game again. Yeah, but if I'm watching you do it, then I can be like. Oh yeah, I remember that part where I died. I mean, what's what's great about the Soul series, and I think what resonates with so many fans. And again, we're gonna get back to the news, but Dark Souls Three is on everyone's mind, yeah. including us. So we're gonna talk about it. And, um, you, and you can go back and watch the Twiatch six-hour stream. Six-hour stream, yeah. Um, well, I think what resonates with so many people is that they feel uh, they have the difficulty of, of vintage games. And in a really weird way, like when I started playing Bloodborne, which is very similar to the Soul series, yeah. um, what resonated with me is how similar to like the original Super Mario Brothers it was. Because when you play the Super Mario Brothers, you know, you, you unless you have any lives, if you run out of lives, you have to start over. But you remember where that first enemy is. Yeah. You know, you remember that first mushroom is. You remember well, where that first shell is, and it's just trial and error. And that's what the Souls give you is it, it's, and the game doesn't punish you. Like, and the game, the game is difficult. Yes. Um, but it's not an unfair difficulty. Like, there's always a trick. There's always yeah. a way to defeat an enemy. Yeah. Whereas other games are, are are just unnaturally difficult. Like, for example, one of the games that I most recently played, which I loved, let me preface it with the fact that I loved it, it was really good, 
was the evil within. And I, I loved it. It's it's very much like a Resident Evil game. It's by the director who created Resident Evil series. So if you have if you like survival horror and you never picked up the evil within, go get the evil within. It's great. What I didn't like about it though, and I will say this, is that some of the difficulty, like in the middle of the game, just ramps up. Like way too like way too high. Like all of yep. a sudden you're fighting an enemy that like you just can't defeat. Like I was reading like walkthroughs because I'm like, what am I missing? Yeah. And there are some enemies that I just was like, okay, I guess you just don't defeat this enemy. But you can apparently. There's a way to kill them, but I unloaded like all, like all of my ammo into them, and, and they they were still living. So yeah. that's what sets games like that like a, a little bit aside from from the Soul series is that there is a way to do it. Like 90, 99% of the reason why you died is because of your either your own arrogance or just oversight on your own yeah. part. Well, it 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 most reminds me of like the Castlevania games or like sure. the Mega Man games because nobody. And I can I can say this with confidence. Nobody beat that game the first time they played it. Yeah. But as you play, like, yeah, there's a leveling up system and whatever. But most of it is you getting better. And so when you when you go back and you you start new game plus, then it's like, all right, I got this. Because like I I finished Bloodborne, went back to Cleric Beast, and I was like, how did this guy hit me the first time? He's slow. He's big. I can see everything he's about to do. Yeah, I, I just annihilated him. But and it's not because he's easier. It's because I you understand you understand yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. You you've learned the game, and that's that's what sets it aside too. Is because even the most basic enemy will be able to, to kill you if if you let it happen. Yeah. And uh, like that's what's so unique about them too. Is like you're basically on the same like level field where you're not this overpowered dude just rolling through enemies yeah like you're on the same playing field as as the enemies you just have to be you have to learn how to be smarter than them i guess but yeah um so we're gonna dip briefly into rumors slash speculation but i you'll you'll understand why in a minute so so the reason why we want to talk about that is because we've been talking about backwards compatibility and if if, if you guys remember briefly like if you did some weird glitch and if you bought red dead redemption Digitally on the Xbox 360, there was a way you could download it briefly on the yeah. Xbox One until they patched it. But that tells you that it's there. It's available. It's one of the titles that's available for backwards compatibility, or it will be. And this is my theory, my personal theory. Because as we were talking about before, Microsoft has a tendency of holding off on backwards compatible games like Fallout 3 and then Fallout 4 comes out and it's bundled with the game. Which is it's a great bonus. I think it's super smart on Microsoft's part. It's great. Um, I feel they're going to do the same thing, uh, either for the announcement of a second Red Dead Re uh, Redemption, or when the game releases, it'll yeah. be be packed in with it, because that that just makes sense. But talking about rumors, the uh, apparently a, a rumored a leaked map of Red Dead Redemption uh, was leaked online, and a couple a couple of details regarding like how it's how it's going to play, what it's going to be, and all that stuff. And so you can if if you if you Google uh, Red Dead Redemption Two map and then Tap, over, images, tap yeah. over to images. It's like, here's the thing, and then uh, it looks massive. And like, yeah. one of one of the most significant parts is that there's there's water. So the, yeah. there's rumors that like you know you'll be able to boat to different areas, or or if there's like steamboats or something like that, yeah. that'd be really cool. And then the the other one that that actually came from because like the people see water and they're like boats. That's that's speculation uh, onto rumor that is somewhat substantiated. Is the guy who originally posted it was saying that the that the story is going to be a prequel, which if you played to the end of the first one, makes sense. Yeah. And also, because like at at the very beginning of of Red Dead Redemption, you're you're playing as John Marston, who used to run with these bad guys, and then there was a thing that happened, and so I, my theory, speculation, my speculation, is that we'll get to play through that, and. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that backstory and that, yeah. that the the way that that character was developed it makes sense that we would get to play that um, and so yeah we'll we'll see what happens on that but again it's all rumor <laughs> speculation we like I, I even hate talking about like rumors and stuff because a lot of times people will ask me oh you know you heard heard about like the new Xbox one and I'm like I there's there's been nothing like until Microsoft says something yeah. nothing exists. Um, I'm sure Rockstar didn't want leaks like that to be out, um, but at the same time, all it does is build excitement. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited for a new Red Dead. Like right next to The Last of Us, Red Dead Redemption is my favorite game. Uh, right next to The Last of Us, they're 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 
super tied. But like, I just something about the Wild West just super resonates with me. And it would make sense again that you were saying that it would be a prequel because if you played Red Dead Redemption, it did take place like at the very end of the frontier time. Yeah. Like you know, civilization is pushing pushing forward. Yeah. It's pushing out. So like. You know, it's the last kind of little bit of the Wild West. As a matter of fact, if, if you go back and look at American history, ironically, I'm wearing an Oregon Trail shirt. If you go back and look at American history, like the Wild West, the whole lore of like cowboys and, and exploration, like that wasn't a very long no, no, no. time it's, period. It's, it's just it was like little... fi- it was like 15 years. Yeah, and that that was it, like 15, 20 years of time. But but then through through media, through short, it's 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 a very limited time, but it's also a very fascinating time because it is. The, the the stories that came out of that, and it was this it was this little window of opportunity. Yeah, where where various things were possible that weren't possible before and weren't possible after because of various social constraints physical location like sure. it's, it's it's just this really weird thing but it in in a lot of ways it kind of encompasses the the essence of the american dream yeah because they were like hey land go get it and anybody who had who had the determination and the the resistance to to dysentery to just, yeah you know the strong bowels and determination those were the two things you needed but anybody anybody who had these things it was it was a you can do this yeah and and it's it's also really interesting um <laughs> the people's history of the united states by some guy um i don't i don't remember his his name but um he, he wrote a really interesting book um and it's it's kind of about the the other side the underdog as far as as far as the american people and like laws being written and stuff and 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 this was the time the time period that had the most freedom the most liberty as far as like the individual people being able to jump up multiple social classes yeah absolutely. And, and and that's what makes this interesting and and bring it back to video games um that that time period is is a really is a really fascinating one and so i'm looking forward to it me too. So, so Again, it, speculation. <laughs> but but there's also been there's also been so much that's come out. Like like you were talking about with the the Red Dead Redemption with backwards compatibility, and this leak and other leaks and like we've we've just seen all these different things, and that's that's why I'm willing to put this on the show because it seems like something. All the signs are pointing to this, and it just makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like the, a fever pitch of excitement for for Red Dead, which. You know, I, I get because again, it's like my second favorite game. Ever. And then, and then, like there, there have been a couple of official statements, like the the exec saying, "This is a permanent franchise." Okay, you have one game so far. If there was not another game, you wouldn't say permanent franchise. So, well, technically, yeah, there's is, two. Red Dead Revolver on uh, the PS2, yeah. but it it wasn't great. So when Rockstar, it's you know, because really like, I think there was like a 2K game, and it wasn't necessarily Rockstar, but like they published it. And then they they basically just redid it. So Red Dead Revolver is very similar in story to Red Dead Redemption, but Red Dead Redemption really kind of got it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But open world Wild West, man, I'm in. I'm in. But what else we got on the news? What else do we got? We have the official creation mode for Fallout. Yep. Um, and they're they're taking closed beta requests for the creation kit uh, mod, so you can make make your own mods and stuff and. That's just a really weird thing for me because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm mostly on the console side and I'm like, aren't there already like seven thousand mods for this game? Yeah, there are. So what's interesting with what Bethesda is doing is that they they one it's awesome that they're so they're so open with the with the modding community, yeah. and that they give them the tools to do so. But I think what's significantly different is that this is going to come to consoles. It's not just going to be a PC yeah. kind of exclusive thing, and the way that that's going to kind of look is that the tools. Are going to be a little more accessible for people who don't understand coding like me i i i barely even am on computers yeah so you know for for the modding to come to console and being able to kind of i i think it's going to feel almost similar to the to the creation mode to the community how you can build up your communities and stuff like that yeah. in in the game i think it's going to kind of feel akin to that almost where you're like okay cool here is an aspect i want to apply it to this and it's going to be much more of a visual thing than necessarily just putting in code. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But it's coming. Yeah. So, 
So if, if that's something that is that is interesting to you, then then reach out to Bethesda and figure out how you can make your own things. That's right. Evolution. We we talked about them getting closed down uh, last week. Last week, two weeks ago. We talked about it in the past. There you go. So research the past, and that's where we talked about it. But yeah, they have been um, purchased and reopened by Codemasters, which to me is really exciting because they. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna say this and, and not worry about if it's true or not. Um, the IPs that Evolution has are are really interesting. Drive Club, I think, is a Sony owned thing, but uh, Evolution still has access to like the the MotoGP, yeah, and, like the dirt racing and and. Those were the ones that were more fun for me. I, sim is cool. I I, I want to take a motorbike and jump way over. Sure, stuff. yeah. It, the, you know, it's like it's if, if I want to play a simulator, if I want to do something like that, I'm gonna play Forza. Yeah. You know, like that's that's just where it is because it's like in my opinion, nothing is better than Forza. As someone who's yeah. not even a racing fan, Forza is great. But Codemasters is like the perfect studio to buy them because yeah. they obviously have a pedigree in racing games and they're they're known for that. Uh, so you know, I mean, as long you know, the more the more video game companies that can be brought back to life or keep life going, I think is yeah. is, is integral. And like you said, it's 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 a good combo. Like sure. I, I'm I'm, it'll be several years before we see this, but I'm looking forward to seeing what the, what those two groups of of talent in similar fields what happens yeah. when they merge. It just makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like Sony hiring Hideo Kojima and creating a new studio. Yep, obviously. I mean, they've had such a great, Obviously, they've had such a great relationship with Metal Gear and, and 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 Konami in the past. Yeah, not so much now. Uh, and, but yeah, and they also they also have a reputation for for letting people like. How long was Team Eco working on? Yeah, well, the, the, uh, the Last Guardian. It's yeah. apparently still coming out, but you know. Yeah, this year allegedly. Allegedly, we'll, we'll see. see. Severed is coming out April twenty sixth next week. I get to play Severed next week, and I. That, that makes me happy. And it's go. also coming out for 15 bucks, which is a bit surprising to me because they're like their their games are usually 20, 25, something like that. Um, and like if you played Guacamelee, you you know what kind of quality you're getting because Guacamelee was so damn fun. It's great, and it's it's, it's it's so fun. It's great to have new titles on the Vita. Yeah, you know, and, so. and this is this is the the swipey and chop off arms and add them to your arms. Because video games. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and if, you know, it's like it's what's great is is I love the Vita. It's such a powerful machine. Um, and what's the the best way to play the Vita, honestly, is is just invest and buy a 32 gig memory stick. They're not cheap because nope. Sony makes all their memory proprietary. It's like eighty dollars or something to buy a 32 gig memory stick. But if you do that and you also happen to have a PlayStation Plus account. You get two free games. So many games. So many games. I mean, like I've I've gotten more free. I, hands down, I've I've played more free games on my Vita than I've bought. Yeah. You know, I, I think I've only bought like, like I got like Assassin's Creed Liberation and and uh, man, I think that that was it. Like <laughs> everything else I wanted to no, play, no, I've gotten Tear, tear Away. Tear, no Tear Away and Persona. There you I've go. I bought all of those because Persona is amazing. Yeah. It's such a good game. Um, and then the the other thing, um, for me is is like. You guys know I love Vita. Like, uh, there's a lot of games that come out, like like indie titles that end up on PS3 mm -hmm. are consistently. It's like, yeah, it's a, that's a Vita game now. Throw it on the Vita. And so like, so like I I still get to play a bunch of a bunch of indie titles that kind of got left behind when the PS4 came out. Sure. And that's I I, I love me some indie games. That's and then, right. And then Rayman. Rayman. Rayman is so perfect for Vita. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about Vita. Sorry, everybody who doesn't move on with the news. <laughs> on with it. So Koi. Koi. Did you know about this one? I don't. Okay. Okay. So this is this is this is uh, the first game to come out of, of China. Okay. And come to the West because like they have their own whole separate ecosystem. Ecosystem. And they they get their own games or whatever. But uh, this is from like a a PlayStation division in Shanghai. Okay. And they have made a game where you play a koi in a pond and you're like untangling stuff and and that sounds cleaning, awesome and cleaning up a pond. Yeah, it 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 honestly kind of sounds like a that game company game. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, so uh, that that comes out April nineteenth, which is today ish. I, th I think that's today. So I, I don't know. Time is strange. <laughs> time is so strange. <laughs> time is time is strange. But yeah, koi koi is is coming out today, and and the PlayStation announcement is. Bring light to the darkness. 
the beautiful adventure koi arrives april 19th on ps4 which is fun because on the ps4 i'm also embracing the darkness so i don't know i'm a bit conflicted <laughs> now dangerous golf dangerous which, golf god i cannot wait for the, you, you know about way that better one? no i don't but it sounds way better than safe golf okay yes yeah, safe golf Safe Golf is, is not a Twiatch <laughs> nor Redbeard approved. That's product. right. Um, okay, so Dangerous Golf is Three Fields Entertainment, who is the studio formed by the original Burnout people. Oh, okay. So this is the golf game where you get to blow everything up. Right. Yes. That's so, right. I remember hearing about. So this now. that's that's coming out in in June. Which if you if you listen a couple episodes ago, that was Patrick's prediction. So if it comes out in June, he gets a point. And, and I don't know what we're going to do with those points, but he will get they're, a they're, point. They're adding up. Good job, Patrick. Yeah. So we're, we're excited about that, and that's that's coming closer. They're they're in testing phase, and, yeah, we will we will keep updating you on that. Dangerous that, golf. And when that comes out, I will stream the crap that's out of that right. because that looks, that looks stupid and fun. Well, I mean, it's it's it just it just with with the success of Rocket League, it just makes so much sense to come out with like sports games with a really fun twist. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's just it's such a logical step, and you know, if we can get more explosions in sports, I might start giving a crap about sports. <laughs> sports hashtag more explosions. <laughs> more explosions. Enter the Gungeon, which I recommended highly. If, if you're into roguelikes and you're not playing Enter the Gungeon, you're behind. You need to be playing Enter the Gungeon because it's it's a game where you can be a bullet shooting bullets at bullets. <laughs> Who doesn't like more bullets? So. It's it's so it's so fun and like the the inside jokes and like I, I got I've gotten boomsticks and t-shirt cannons and and portal guns and all kinds of crazy stuff, but um, I'm always really happy when when an indie developer with that that has a crazy idea that that kind of speaks to me when they succeed, and they have sold two hundred thousand copies in a week, Man. and they and they have they they are now profitable. There you so go. They can, so they can now turn out and make the next one. There and you go. I'm, I'm really happy for them because there's 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 so much stuff coming out. And it's there's an obscene number of games that come out every week. And some of them are going to succeed. Some of them are going to fail. These guys, you know, just charged in, made their dream, and they made a profit. Which means that we'll get something else from those guys. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. So Leslie Benzies and Rockstar North slash Take Two are suing each other all over the place. Um, so Leslie Benzies uh, went on went on uh, a sabbatical shortly after GTA Five came out, and then he tried to come back to work, and his key didn't work anymore, and like they kind of shuffled him out. But like he he's been with Take Two since since they did the gta3 thing and got it started like he, he's one of the names along with the hauser brothers that, yeah that that made that and so uh so they're to be slighted like that i'm sure that's yeah doesn't and, feel good so lawsuits and and it's it is kind of fascinating but it's also really horrible um he's he's saying he deserves 150 million dollars more because he was he was sneakily pushed out the door and they're saying no you you said things and broke clauses and so if if this aspect of gaming the the behind the scenes corporate backstabbery is interesting to you 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 have a new story to follow and i'm, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it but it's weird I do and like I do like the term backstabbery though. It's backstabbery, yes. There there was backstabbery, and and honestly, I mean, it's it's, it's rock stars. So I mean, it it's 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 interesting when when the narratives and something that a game is known for, like this seems like a story that could be in GTA. Right, right, and and, and oh, it it'd be dirty if it ends up at GTA Six though. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So if if it does, and you see a guy named Leslie who's running around you know suing everyone suing everyone <laughs> now you'll know where that came there you from go. oculus rift is dealing with some pretty substantial delays because when you when you pre-ordered you you got you got a date and it was like here's when your thing's gonna get there and and most people were were getting you know 
April, May, June kind of stuff. Um, but some of the people even that, that had an original April date, um, now they're seeing like August and October and they are not excited about that. It's uh, it's to be honest, it's it's kind of not surprising to me. Uh, you know, I know yeah. VR is VR is the next big thing, but it is the next big thing. And with 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 innovations like this in gaming, like it it takes time. Yeah. You know, especially with something that uh, that requires this kind of much tech. Uh, not to mention the, the the gaming, the games, and 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 the specs. And all of the things that you need to go with it, and like you know the costs that are involved in making them, and then and then I'm sure their quality assurance department has found yeah. a bunch. You know, because if you have a couple people, a substantial amount of people, and I'm not saying this is the case, I have no idea, but if you have a substantial amount of people who first got the first wave of them and they're defective or things are not working the way they're supposed to, they're not working the way that the, the build ones, you know, the, the the testing and the demo ones were, were working, then you know they have to hold that off they don't want to they don't want to keep yeah. sending out and it's, stuff. it's 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 better to have a delay than to ship out a broken product absolutely so, i mean they have facebook money so i'm sure eventually it's going to be <laughs> it's yeah. going to be totally polished and and uh but yeah i mean i can only imagine the frustration for people who drop that amount of cash uh yeah. we are waiting for one i mean i know i would be you know pretty anxious as well but i'm just i'm personally i'm just waiting for the sony vr because i don't have like a three thousand dollar rig that'll play an oculus game and speaking speaking of Oculus, um, apparently there's there's a deal now where uh, the community has already gotten a hold of this, and some of the Oculus quote unquote exclusives are now playable on Vive, which makes sense because they're they're doing very similar software, sure. it's similar hardware, and they're they're trying to figure this out. And then the the Oculus execs are very upset about this, also obviously because they're like, hey, that's we don't, were going to be the first ones. I mean, don't I, do that. In a lot of ways, Oculus was the first. You know, was the, the the first company to come out and kind of spearhead the VR experience. Yeah. Um. But as as far as it's as far as like the software companies are concerned, as far as the developers are concerned, they're much better off getting their their games on more devices. You know, because yeah. if they're just making stuff exclusive for the Oculus and no one has them. You know, like yeah. you know, it's, that's that's it's, it's going to be a very limited niche audience, and you want to get that out. To more yeah, people. absolutely. And I, I think, I think that's going to be honestly the problem with VR is I think that we're going to be there's going to be so many companies that are going to flood the market that want to make VR yeah. games. Like we want to well, make a VR game, but like there's going to be so many people that do it, but not enough people are going to be buying it. So yeah. like, and and as a as a as a game developer, it's really exciting because you have this whole new frontier sure. and all these new options, and you get to do. Um, like I was listening to to a podcast a couple weeks ago about um, how they had to rethink audio design because instead of having you know you've got your screen and then you've got something that goes you know a sound that starts right here they're having to create it in 3D space so that the sound can be here behind you instead of just up on your screen sure, yeah. and and they have to they have to kind of create the new world three-dimensional sound design yeah and and it's it's going to be more expensive it's going to be more difficult it's going to be more and it's going to be more awesome once more once awesome. Sorry, once it's yes. out yeah but so so we'll we'll see how all this plays out um the the other aspect of this is that developers who who want to develop exclusively or have committed to developing exclusively for oculus those are less likely because you're not you're not gonna buy the Oculus game for your Vive because you can't, right? And so uh, developers who who committed to Oculus, you know, counting on that Facebook money. I don't know what's gonna happen there, and I, I I feel like that there are going to be more studios opening and closing in the next two to three years than we have ever seen before. Unfortunately, I think that's true. That's so scary and unfortunate, but we'll see. So we we wish everyone the best. Respawn has has announced an announcement of a teaser. They teased. Which, they've teased a teaser. They, they, they teased. They teased the teaser and announced right. the announcement. I don't know. Uh, June twelfth is when we're gonna find out about Titanfall two. So they've they've basically had they said that it was real before. Like, yeah, we, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the president of the company base outright said, yeah. He's like, why wouldn't we be making Titanfall two? He didn't say they were. Yeah. Then he's like. But it was kind of like, of course we're making Titanfall. Come on, guys! And uh, I think that I think the biggest thing is that that did get announced a long time ago that 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 it will come to both consoles yep. and PC. Yep. So it's not going to be a Microsoft exclusive. Um, again, 
like we were talking about in earlier news stories, the, the more consoles that you can get your game on, yeah, the better it's going to be. Um, especially for a game that's such a niche online only market. You know, it's only multiplayer. There, there was, there was this not really... one. This one, they're gonna put a story. In. They're gonna put a campaign in because it makes sense. I mean, I'm like, I, I personally would have loved a, a campaign for Titanfall one yeah. because you know I played it quite a bit. I loved it. I loved jumping into mechs. I loved that whole aspect of it. I loved the wall running. It was the 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 feel of it, the movement, and the the the, the mobility of your character was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, this one apparently, you can, the mechs are gonna have swords. Because that was on the teaser of the teaser. As you see the sword, I'm like, that'll yeah. be awesome. Like, big, giant melee weapons. Yeah, um, yeah but, but yeah, I want a I campaign, man. Same as, same as, same as yeah. Star Wars Battlefront. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for this because um, Titanfall, I mean, Re Respawn just, just went all in on this thing. And they were like, online only and Xbox and we're, we're going to do crazy stuff. And a lot of times when an independent developer tries to do that, it doesn't do well enough for them to, to make their next product. Like, um, Assassin's Creed 1, it's good, but Assassin's Creed 2, like, steps up in every category. Well, they, they certainly they certainly listen to their audience. I know Ubisoft did. Uh, but, you know, it's with Respawn, you know, the story behind them, you know what they used to be. I do not. So, so the story behind Respawn is most of Respawn, like, we're talking 90 to 95%, was Infinity War. After Modern Warfare 2 came out, yeah. Infinity Ward had a lawsuit against Activision because they weren't paid their proper royalties. And in, in many ways, Infinity Ward, Call of Duty was was a was a franchise. It was it was a it was a known franchise. But Infinity yeah. Ward created Call of Duty 4. Call of Duty was not a big deal before Call of Duty 4. Yeah. Call of Duty 1, 2, and 3 were great World War II shooters, mm -hmm. and they had a really fun multiplayer. Yeah. But Call of Duty 4 came out, and that's what. And it, that, that's what blew made up. the franchise. Yeah, so like that's that that it was was the first game to compete against Halo. So before then, yeah. it was just Halo, 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 Halo. Multiplayer <laughs> is Halo, and then Infinity Ward came out, and I remember the word of mouth because I was you know selling video games then too, and everyone was like, oh, it's Call of Duty Four. I need to get all this Call of yeah. Duty Four. So Call of Duty Four came out, and it was it was huge. And then when Modern Warfare came out, or not, I'm sorry, when when World at War came out the next year, a lot of people were like, well, what is this World War Two thing? We want Modern Warfare. And so when yeah. Modern Warfare 2 came out, and they didn't call it Modern, like they didn't call it Call of Duty 6. It was called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which was technically technically Call of Duty 6. Right, and that and that set up the the staggered releases the staggered releases and, and giving and, them time to make. And it. I mean, like yeah. the, it was that was when it was huge. Like they, arguably, Modern Warfare 2 was the first huge Call of Duty like launch. Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, World at War was very successful, but it was really successful because Call of Duty 4 was so successful. Well. Infinity Ward had a very much a, a falling out with with Activision, so a, like a lot of the members of the studio took part in this lawsuit and left, and they started respawn, and then they started making Titanfall. I did not know that. Yeah, so so that's why that's why a lot of people uh, didn't like Call of Duty Ghosts. That was the new Infinity Ward, which was right, a very which, small studio. Which was a, a rebuilt studio. Yeah, I mean when when Modern Warfare Three came out, that was mostly Sledgehammer. You know, Sledgehammer had to come in because Infinity I, War was I do, a very yeah I do was it was it was a splinter um, it was a splinter development and studio. NeverSoft actually ended mm -hmm. up being a lot of because they they had helped with like the multiplayer maps for a long time, but a lot of them ended up becoming Infinity War. Yeah, it's unique how a lot of those studios um, kind of have like shifted because what's what's funny is is Treyarch is on, is like the new kind of Call of Duty standard as far yeah. as the Black Ops games. Yeah. A lot of people consider Black Ops Two to be you know the best. Uh, Black Ops Three is doing really, really well. I love, I love all of them. I, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Treyarch because I love those guys. I've been to the studio once; they're awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, you, like what's funny is Treyarch used to make the old gen Tony Hawk games, so they were like the secondary studio. Yeah. Where NeverSoft was like, like Activision's cash cow. Right. And Treyarch was making their secondary ones, and then Treyarch made World at War, and when they came out with Black Ops, everyone was like, "Wow!" I love these stories behind the stories and the stories. yeah. And I'm I'm sure that lives were destroyed and whatever, <laughs> but it's it is really fascinating. And one of the things that I really like about NeverSoft is is they go they go from well, they're not a company anymore, right? But yeah. but but the studio, like they they do some things, and then they hit Tony Hawk. They do that for a while, and then they go, "Yeah, we're done with that." And then they do Guitar Hero, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're done with that. We're gonna do shooting people now." They did. They and, did the. Uh, they did the first three Spider-Man games too. Yeah. yeah, and 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 like the 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 amount of versatility and and 
hey, let's do this thing now. I, yeah. I, I love I love a studio that, that just goes out there and explores what else they can do. Sure. And that's that 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 studio's story is is one of the most fascinating for me personally. Yeah, and and and, 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 and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with Respawn, you know, because that's why Titanfall was so successful. That's why Titanfall Two, I think, is going to be even bigger. Is yeah. because they have that pedigree of multiplayer shooters. Yeah, they made they made Call of Duty like a, a household name, but they're of course they're Respawn Entertainment now. They're not, right. You know, but but a lot of, a lot of those people behind behind making the Call of Duty Modern Warfare One and Two, uh, is is Respawn. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with that, and we will we will keep you up to date on those things. Have you played Rust? I have not. Me neither. But we have a story about it. Um, <laughs> so Rust, you you previously got to kind of be like, hey, I'm gonna make a character and character design and stuff. Um, I don't know why, but uh, this past week they decided that um, they're they're just going to randomly generate a character, and that's you now. And it, it, it randomly assigns it randomly assigns like like skin tone and muscles mm-hmm. and tallness and gender, and the internet was thrilled about it. They 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 all just jumped onto the forums and said, "Thank you, developer, for letting me not pick my gender." That's sarcasm. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not what happened at all. So a bunch of people got really upset about that. Um, but yeah, it's. it's they they assign gender permanently based on your Steam ID. So if you if you buy that game, then it's like, hey, here's who you are. Good luck with that. And it's it's a really weird move. By it's developer. a really it's a really weird move. I mean, like, had they come out the gate and that's how the game was originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have made sense because I I and I honestly I wouldn't mind. I like playing games that have characters created. Like, yeah, because I. Cause I just take way too long in the character creation. Like I, my wife was making her Dark Souls three character last night, yeah. and she was doing it for like an hour. Well, yeah, there's so many there's sliders. So many, there's so many sliders, so many selections, <laughs> and, and my ego knows no bounds. So all my characters end up looking like me, and uh, because you know if there's if there's if there's a beard aspect in the game, boom. Yeah. That's why I loved Mad Max. Like one of the upgrades was you could make a bigger beard. Yeah. How great is that? I was like, this is the best game ever. You have upgradable beards. Awesome. Yeah, if you haven't upgraded, played Mad Max, it's amazing. Hashtag upgradable up, upgrade beards. Upgradable beards, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's unique. Maybe maybe that's just maybe that's just a decision on the studio's part to be like, hey, yeah. you know, we just need to live in a world sometimes where you shouldn't complain about, you know. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't get it either. But <laughs> it's 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 just a weird story. Um, I don't I don't really have a whole lot on it. I just wanted to bring it up. Just strange. To, so if to, you're a fan of to Russ, let you know. Sorry. That if you go back into Rust, you 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 might have had a gender switch. <laughs> so uh, good luck with your new life, and and have Godspeed. Fun. Godspeed. <laughs> Battlefront continues to bring out characters. Uh, they're bringing Lando and Dengar. Yep. Which is he's he's the super wrapped up. Looks like he's ready to go to Hoth. Assassin, right? In in the lineup. Yes. I think that's I think that's Dengar. We have access to the internet. No, no, we don't look oh, up no. stuff. We declare things as fact, and then we check them later and apologize. I'm going. Um, all right, you see, he's, he's Dengar. Where um, are we? We'll just edit okay, this all. What what I'm looking for? Hey, he'll probably just leave it in. No, I. When you give me IG88, I might buy Battlefront for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. The, the Hoth wrapped up guy. The wrapped up guy. Yeah, yep. I was him. right. He was right. Um, but yeah, give me IG88. Yeah, I want I want to run around Battlefront as IG88 because that dude, that dude is cool as hell. Yep, I want. What's the name of the robot, the droid from Knights of the Old Republic, that wanted to kill all the humans? Uh, oh man, someone's gonna comment oh, and like crap. hate us that we forgot. Yeah. Again, Google. They can they can hate you because you forgot. I forgot, but I'm the one that brought him up. Evil droid. But yeah, so I mean, and mine, IG eighty eight's a droid. So so basically, what we're asking for is more droids. HK forty seven. HK forty seven. That's him. Yeah. Oh, you remember yeah, HK forty seven? Yeah. He called everyone meat bags and stuff. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that dude's cool. He was great, and he would totally fit into Fallout. Too. He would totally fit into Fallout. So yeah. So new characters, and and I like I like how they keep on rolling out characters. That you know what has, I would love though is if they rolled out like a campaign. Cause I want to play that game by myself because yep. it's it's gorgeous. Like it's such a and, beautiful and, game. And I want I want to just sit there and look because like 
like like you were talking about you know the the first however long of dark souls 3 is a character generator the next half hour is yeah this is that's a giant wall. I mean, it just it would it, it's it's such a great game, but I'm not a really competitive person. Like it's fun, yeah. and I totally get the appeal of the competitive multiplayer, and, and like that's all it is in Battlefront. Yeah. But I want there to be like even like a co-op mode that was more story based and not just objective driven, yeah. where it's like okay, you're gonna fight up like a whole, like you're gonna fight waves of enemies, go, and yeah. like, that's great. And I know there's a huge audience for it, but. Man, like, I would love a campaign. I would love a little bit of, like, content. Well, see, context. My, my thing is, that is that is so pretty. Yeah. It's such a pretty game. Let me look at it. Yeah. Without getting shot in the head. Ex- exactly. I like looking at things without getting shot in the head. I, that, that To me, that's like the, the, a telltale sign of a great game is where you're playing, and then all of a sudden you just take a, take a step back, and you're like... <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how often I did that in Red Dead Redemption, and that's, like, last-gen mm-hmm. graphics, but it's still gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, which is why I'm more than ecstatic about possibility of a sequel but yeah. man i really wish dice would come up with like a single player content i mean i'd buy the season pass yep. if they did that and and i knew if i knew it was coming um but you know who knows i mean they're, they're going to support the game for a long time it's it's you know e, I, I know there's going to be more you know ea star wars yeah. games and and like uh going going back to you know we're talking about titanfall and they were like huh? yeah we'll we'll we we heard you we'll we'll get you some stuff and so i i feel like the next the next time we we get more Battlefront, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a Battlefront. There's gonna be one of the, I mean, there's whatever. There's a lot of rumors that Star Wars 13, 13 is coming back, which we all God, which we all I learned after. Yeah, after I after want it was that so bad. I, I mean, I remember I have like some really cool postcards that I was given like as a vendor gift from that game that is now canceled that are really neat. Oh. Yeah, I'll bring them over next time. But it's uh, it was that really cool, cool because we I got the opportunity to see like a trailer and like an actual gameplay. I actually got my hands on it, and uh, the character very much looked like Boba Fett so like or Jango Fett so like it was a Boba Fett origin story but I think that was a lot of the reasons why it was cancelled is because you know Disney wants to do their own Boba Fett story so that makes sense and of course EA acquired all the rights and LucasArts closed down but yeah, just more Star Wars single player campaigns or even co-op campaigns I would love but I want I want a story I want to you know play that and and, uh, you know the possibilities are endless EA has EA money and they have Star Wars money now yeah they do Cappy, who who has helped, I, I think it's Clay, Clee, somebody else uh, actually did Don't Starve, but uh, Cappy helped with the the Land of the Giants expansion, and now they've they've put forward another one, which is Shipwrecked, which you go out on the ocean and you float into the things, and and then you don't starve, and then you starve, you starve, you starve, you die, you drown, you burn, you you dark, you dark to death. Yeah, but the idea is to not do those things. Uh, but, but yeah, but, I'm, I'm but, not very but, good at don't. But the design <laughs> is that eventually you're going to hit one of these things and it will kill you. Yes. So uh, look forward to dying on the ocean. There you go. Because that's that will right. be an option uh, this spring on PS4. What's your favorite Final Fantasy? Man, I know this is gonna sound cliche, but seven. Okay. Seven is. Seven, seven is a great one, and yeah. seven introduced a lot of people to to RPGs. And that's and that's what it did. It's so like I, I never got around to them before. I know that a lot of people were loyalist and they loved the the original ones that were on the NES and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but seven was the first one I got my hands on. It was the first opportunity I had to like, you know, that I like I really enjoyed grinding, and I'd never experienced a game where I put so many hours and it was so big. Yeah. And and, uh, and there was there was yeah. so much to do. Like it, it it wasn't it wasn't just grinding. Like you you could loop around and get all these these weapons and these spells and like collect all the things you can explore and just yeah just yeah. You, know, you float around the world and like i mean i just remember distinctly just kind of you know running around on foot in the same area trying to like just you know spawn and spawn a battle yeah. and uh i loved it yeah seven was great i i'm, I'm so excited uh nine nine yeah. was good and it's what finally coming to steam yeah they 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 put it <laughs> They managed to put it on phones before they got it to they save. They did. Which they did. Square Enix never stopped being weird. Yeah. Matter, matter of fact, speaking of Square Enix, and we're talking about RPGs, I just got, I uh, never played it, but uh, the wife and I just got Bravely Default, because uh, Bravely Second just came out this past right, week. Right, right, right. And, uh, and when I got a chance to play Bravely Default, and I'm like, this feels like Final Fantasy. And uh, I, I think what was really significant about Bravely Default, and now you're seeing things like Final Fantasy IX finally coming to Steam after they announced it, mm. is that Square Enix is really kind of taking a step back, and they're like, oh, 
like Western culture, they really like turn-based games. How still. about that? How about that? It's so weird because you know for the longest time they've really been pushing and striving to make like real-time like action and and yeah. they, they saw the success of Kingdom Hearts and they just assumed that's how all RPGs could be made. Uh, whereas a lot of people really like the turn-based stuff. I'm playing Pokemon Blue right now. Never played a Pokemon series before. It's a turn-based RPG. Yeah. And uh, I love it. It's great, and I can't wait to get my hands on uh, Bravely Default. Uh, because something about like that ability to just kind of grind to make the end boss and end characters easier yeah. is really satisfying to me. You know, because if you put the time in, it makes it like a yeah, lot less and that, and that and that kind of kind of helps with the you know, I'm I'm grinding, I'm enjoying this game, I'm enjoying the music, I'm enjoying the characters, and I'm getting stronger. Like there's 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 a sense of, of progress and yeah. accomplishment. And and that's that's just good game design. Absolutely. And so yeah, so I'm keep I'm, it up, I'm Square excited. Enix. Keep doing your thing. Keep coming out um, with turn based games. Yeah, and, and Final Fantasy Nine is basically you Okay, the ending's really fun. Watch it on YouTube. Chocobo Hot and Cold, the mini game in that one, yeah, is the best, and that's that's what you need to be playing. So get to the, I think it's the third one, which is kind of like in a swamp type area. That's the one that you want to play for, you know, 10, 15 hours. There you that, go. That one's that one's a heck of a lot of fun. Raiders of the Broken Planet is uh, coming out from the folks from that made Castlevania, mm -hmm. the original series, uh, yeah. including David Cox. Uh, going to be coming to Windows and the Xbox One and the PS4. Yep. Uh, what this year, right? Yes, that's that's supposed to be coming out later this year. It's Mercury Steam, which is a lot of the the Castlevania folks from Konami, because people who exit Konami still have good ideas. <laughs> that's right. In fact, most of the people with good ideas Glad exit Konami. Konami. <laughs> it's actually a smart idea to do that, because Konami doesn't treat their people right. Yeah. Sorry, nor, just nor their franchise. Yep. Yep. But. But yeah, so this this looks interesting. We don't know a whole lot about it yet, but uh, yeah, that'll that'll be coming out later this year, and we'll let you know. I'll probably be buying that because uh, David Cox is just a producer, mm -hmm. but the he only connects himself to projects that he believes in. Sure, I've heard, I've heard a couple of interviews with him, and he bottom line he gets it. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm really looking forward to see what this is how how we how play it plays, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it's, it's it's really great to see a lot of these really creative uh, artists and, and and directors that have made such namesakes of speaking of like Mega Man. you know you have the creator of Mega Man coming out with mighty number no. nine and uh, theoretically theoretically sometime it's supposed to release <laughs> you know but uh yeah i i, I back that i i have some issues yeah, we're seeing Mega the same Man. thing though with with castlevania and uh yeah. I'm, I'm patient i can wait i mean i the way i see it it's like i have i have shovel knight so I have I'm getting my Met, I'm getting my Mega Man fix, yep. uh, but uh, Mighty Number no. Nine looks amazing too, as well as as I'm sure Raiders of the Broken Planet is going to be awesome as well. Yeah. So whenever that comes out, we will we will play it. Jackbox Games said that they're doing uh, they're going to allow user generated content to come out for Drawful Two, which as we announced last time has twice as many colors to draw with. Ah! I'm excited. There you go. Party and games. You, you'll, you'll be excited someday after, what, after, you, after I play it. Yeah, after I'm going to give it a go for excited. sure. Uh, but yeah, so like, basically, this allows the game to to continue in perpetuity, to to constantly have new material. Yeah, and I, I I appreciate that. So hopefully there will be some kind of vetting system so that we don't just get. Although I do kind of want to put up poop trash. Anybody who watched that stream, you you know what I'm talking about. But poop trash, I can't. Remember. Anybody playing Division on Xbox One might have gotten screwed this past week with the with the Division characters suddenly vanishing and right. logging in and finding out that your character is gone. Well, I have I have good news for you. I'm I'm gonna start with the good news and then kind of give the backstory on it. The good news is that uh, they saved the characters before they applied the patch, so you will get to have your progress before then. You'll need to reset whatever progress you made mm -hmm. on other characters, but you can you can kind of loop back around. And uh, it, it was apparently an Xbox One specific issue. Bug. Yeah, yeah, that it, it corrupted the the files on the server side and and kept them from being able to to export to the new system. Mm -hmm. But it's unfortunate, but game you know games like of this size sometimes sometimes crummy stuff like that happens. Yeah. But and you know they made it right, they fixed it. Yeah, so they, <laughs> it's fixed now. 
But uh, if anybody, if, if you guys encountered that, let us know in the comments. And uh, we'd love to hear from anybody that did. And I'm sure that was extremely frustrating. Uh, but but it's still I'm still I'm still playing it. Division's still going strong for me, and um, but I'm on the PS4, so I haven't encountered that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I got the DLC. I bought the season pass because I was like, yep, you can have, have my you money. Have you done the incursion? I have not done the incursion yet. I've uh, I've only I've only I've, like, I've heard that that's like just stupid hard. Yeah, I've heard that. It's, I mean, like that's that's the thing though. You know, when you reach end game, they're gonna, like Ubisoft is gonna have to keep. You know, creating yeah, new content they, and stuff like that, which they, they will. And uh, you know, because it's 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 more of a like division is more of a platform, much like Destiny is. Yeah. Uh, so this is gonna they're just gonna build on top of it. But but yeah, maybe I'll, we're we're jumping on that this weekend or something like that. Maybe I'll do some streams and, and that'll be fun. Cool. So yeah, check out the streams. And to our final our final section, which is weird story of the week. Yeah. Um. So Flappy Bird, that that <laughs> game was that was a big deal. And then that, it disappeared. That nobody knows, like, nobody can explain why anybody cared or should care about this. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, addicting. It, you just tapped. Tap, tap, the tap, flabby tap, bird. tap, Blah. Yes. Yeah, with stolen assets. <laughs> but yeah, uh, apparently somebody modded Flappy Bird to play on an e-cigarette. On an e-cig. So, so you can just tap the, the one button and... What they won't do with these things. I don't know why, but I thought that this was one of the funniest things. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty clever. Yeah, it's pretty I clever mean, that like you know. Props, props to whoever figured out. Yeah, I mean, okay, see, but I, I, I do kind of picture. Okay, so they, they've got an e-cigarette in this hand, and they have another smoking thing in this hand, and they go. It would be cool. Flappy, Flappy bird. bird on this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Man, I don't trust. Like, I, 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 like, I don't trust e-cigarettes to not explode, let alone like to yeah. play Flappy Bird. But that's just me. I don't smoke, so <laughs> yeah. But crazy, crazy story. I mean, like, what they won't, what what creative people won't do with e-cigs and or Flappy Bird. Yeah. So, yeah. so don't let don't let that marinate too long because that'll go into crazy places real fast. Yes. So that's the news we got for this week. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what know what stories you found because I missed a couple of podcasts. So you can yell at me for missing some of the news if I missed some of it. Yeah, right. Because he's not taking responsibility nope, for it. No, I'm just here. He's just he's I'm just, just here sending to in to, to pretend to be Patrick. I'm the I'm the Patrick for the week. The Patrick of the week. <laughs> the Patrick of the week. So there you go. And uh, we'll see you next week. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Raiders of the Lost. No, not not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nope. It's it's definitely not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's try that again. Raiders of the Lost. Bleh. <laughs> oh, I can't. You do want me to do it? I can't do podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs>